up, you guys? And welcome to episode number five of the Curls and Courage podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. The overall goal of this podcast is to inspire you, to motivate you, and to help you reach your highest physical and mental potential. So my name is Kinsley Meeks. I'm a coach, athlete, mental health advocate aiming to inspire you to reach your highest physical and mental potential. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to jump into today's topic. So currently I'm running a series on how to approach and follow through with your 2024 goals. Last week's episode was all about consistency and how important it is to stay consistent and building strong and maintaining healthy relationships, whether that be with family, whether that be with friendships, or whether that be with romantic relationships, which all three are crucial to living a healthy and happy life. So if you missed that episode, be sure to check it out and let me know your thoughts. So we already know that consistency is a big struggle that you guys face in following through with your 2024 goals in life and then also in fitness and health, which is the structure of this podcast. So today we're going to talk about lack of time and how you can overcome the perceived obstacle of lack of time and developing better time management skills. When I took a poll on Instagram a couple weeks ago, you guys said that this is the second thing you struggle with most in maintaining and following through with your goals. That was second to struggling with lack of consistency. So both are obviously hard, but I'm going to teach you guys some powerful tools, some tips and tricks to get you through this obstacle. In today's society, we find it hard to make the time for certain things. I mean, we're all busy. We all have craziness going on. We all have jobs. Some of you guys have children. Luckily, I'm not at that stage yet. Um, Some of you guys have family, friends, things that you need to take care of, people that you need to take care of. So sometimes it gets really hard to prioritize yourself and prioritize your own goals. But truthfully, the most important thing you can do to show up for yourself, but to also show up better for others is to prioritize your fitness and health goals, because that's going to translate to every aspect of your life. It's going to make you a better coach. It's going to make you a better athlete. It's going to make you a better mom or dad or sister or friend. It's going to make you a better boss, CEO, employee, just going to make you better in so many ways, the way that you look, but also the way that you feel. So if you struggle with lack of time, listen up. And before we start, I just want to go ahead and say, I know this sounds kind of boring, you know, lack of time. Oh, Kinsley, come on, time-saving tips. How is this going to be interesting? But let me tell you, you don't want to miss this episode. Lack of time is what you guys said you struggle with, and I'm here to solve that problem for you. So let's go over some ways that you can transform your daily life into ways that you can have more time for yourself more time for the things that you love to do, and more time to look better and feel better, which we know we all want to do. I am so excited to teach you the three-step formula that I use every single day to make sure I'm optimizing my time and I'm getting the most out of the 24 hours in the day. Make sure you also listen to the end of this episode where I'm going to talk about how to determine how many sets and reps you should do when you go to the gym and want to perform specific exercises catered towards your goals and needs. To be honest with you guys, math has never been my strong suit, but this formula is pretty simple. Progression equals preparation, prioritization, and productivity. So the problem isn't time itself. 
the problem is what you are managing to do within that time. Are you being deliberate with the time that God has given us on this earth? Are you being intentional with every single hour of your day? Are you being noteworthy of the conversations you are having and the amount of time you're on social media or the amount of time that you're watching TV or doing unnecessary things when you could be prioritizing your fitness and health goals or whatever other goals you have to live a healthy and happy life? The first P is preparation, which preparing in advance is crucial when you're trying to reach any goal, but again, specifically catered towards fitness and nutrition. Benjamin Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. (laughs) I mean, this guy was one of the most intellectual, influential people of all time. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but he's someone I definitely want to take a piece of advice from. So you may ask, well, why is preparing in advance important when you're trying to reach a fitness and health goal? The reason this is so important is because life is too busy. You know, we all have obligations and sometimes you may try to plan out your day. I know I do. I'm someone who I'm trying to learn to be more flexible, but I definitely like preparing in advance. I like thinking about what my day is going to look like. I like writing down the tasks that I have to accomplish and following through with them. But I've learned, especially after living in this crazy city of Miami, really whatever I have planned out for the day usually doesn't work out the way that I necessarily thought that I had planned or wanted to. So I've learned to be more adaptable and to learn how to be resilient in most situations. But also I've just learned, all right, in order to reach my fitness and health goals and do what I need to do in the day, I need to prepare in advance because I don't know what's going to come up four hours from now that I'm going to have to handle. And I sure know that I can't run right back to my house every three hours and cook up a meal of rice, chicken, and veggies. That's unattainable for me and it's definitely unattainable for you. So how how should you, how do you prepare in advance? This is what I do and something you should apply to your daily life. The first thing I do regarding nutrition is I meal prep, okay? A lot of people think meal prep can be annoying. Oh, I don't want to spend the time cooking up my chicken and prepping it out for the week. Let me tell you, if you want to reach your fitness and health goals and you have a certain protein intake that you're trying to reach, which we all need protein to build muscle, and who doesn't want to put on muscle and live a long life, which is what that muscle building process does, strength training does, protein intake does, then you got to prepare in advance. You got to prepare this chicken before you actually eat it. So I like to take Sunday afternoons to be my meal prep day. And this doesn't have to be a three hour experience. Let me tell you guys, I pretty much have it down to a science. You know, what you can do instead of trying to create every single meal every three hours is cook your main sources of bigger foods, I guess you would say, in bulk. And what I mean by that is every Sunday I think about, okay, what are easy protein sources that I can have on hand? What are easy carbohydrate sources that I can have on hand? And what are some easy fats that I can throw within those carbohydrate and protein meal options? So what I do is cook up a batch of a couple protein sources. So it may be chicken, it may be beef, it may be lean turkey breast, it may be shrimp, something like that that I know I can easily make an advance. All I have to do now is put it in my meal prep container, wait it out if I need to, and take it with me to work. For my carbohydrates, I'll do something easy. It may be I go ahead and boil um, a pot of rice. It may be I go ahead and cook up, you know, three or four sweet potatoes. And maybe that I'm just using an easy carbohydrate source, like a cream of rice, something like that, that all I have to do is throw the water in, it's good to go. 
With the fat sources, this is something I don't find that you typically have to prepare in advance as much. You just want to have it on hand. You don't want to be running to the grocery store every hour. So, you know, good, healthy fat sources that would be easy for you would be avocado. You could do a nut butter. You could do some kind of nuts, almonds, cashews, peanuts. You could do a healthier oil instead of like a butter. So you could do olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil. All that's going to be super simple. Also use salmon as a healthy fat source for me. It's going to have a good bit of protein as well. So have those healthy protein, carbs, fat sources on hand. Prepare them in advance on Sunday for the start to the week if you're not someone who works from home or has a flexible schedule. That way you know whatever happens in the day, I have my meal ready to go at 5 o'clock or whatever time that you're planning to eat. Say you don't want a meal prep. Another thing you can do is an invest in a high-quality meal prep service. This is something that I don't personally utilize as much. A lot of my clients find this to be helpful. For me, I just I don't mind cooking my own food, and also it saves me money instead of paying for someone else to do it for me. If you're someone who has the finances to invest in a service like that and it's something you want to do to save time and to save energy and maybe you just hate cooking in general or don't know how to cook, you could also invest in a meal prep service. So there are certain services out there that actually will give you the specific amount of carbohydrates, fats, and protein sources that you want. I mean, these meals can be completely custom to you. A couple good examples would be MegaFit Meals is a good one that I really like. Trifecta is another good option that I know a lot of clients that I have use or athletes that I know here in Miami use. So if you can invest in that and you want to to save you money and time, think about a meal prep service. Another option that I like to suggest to my clients, a lot of people do what's called macro tracking. So if you know at least a little bit about nutrition, you know what your macros are, your protein, fats, and carbs. These are the nutrients you eat in larger amounts, basically the bulk of our food, the bulk of our intake. So If you're doing macro tracking, which is where you specifically have an amount of protein, fats, and carbs, this is actually a service that I'll offer to provide. These are going to be numbers that you have to hit. So instead of waiting till every hour just to go ahead and track whatever you're eating and then you're kind of left at the end of the night playing almost like a guessing game, maybe you still have a certain amount of carbs that you need to meet or maybe you still have 100 grams of protein that you need to meet and it's 9 p.m. at night. Instead of tracking those meals hour by hour, if you are doing macro tracking, what I would recommend doing is preparing those meals in advance. That way you know, okay, I'm going to hit these certain numbers. I already have my meals planned out within the MyFitnessPal app or whatever app you use to track, or maybe you're just using the notes on your iPhone. Maybe you're writing things down. You already know what you're going to eat that day and how to hit those specific goals for your protein, fats, and carbs, which are so important to actually seeing progress, that nutrition is everything. That's what you should do rather than just tracking hour by hour and being constantly on your phone and constantly being frustrated that you didn't hit your goals, you didn't hit those numbers. Make sure you're preparing those actual meals in advance too as far as what to eat and getting it done. On the training aspect of things, what I would recommend to do to prepare in advance is number one, create a day and time to train that you know works with your schedule. If you've listened to past episodes, I've talked about this before. I always have a specific day and time that I schedule. I know number one, what I'm hitting on that day, what muscle group I'm going to be training. Number two, I know where I'm going to be going to train. I'm going to go to a gym that's about 15 minutes away here in Miami, one of my favorite gyms here in the 
the city. And then number three, I'm going to make sure that I have a specific time and day that I'm going to do that workout. So I know my training split. I know where I'm going and I know what time I'm doing this. This is so important because if you're waiting to last minute to schedule out a specific day and time, you're probably not going to go. Or again, life gets busy. Some other obligations going to come up. So if you know, for example, you work a nine to five job and at 5 p.m. when you get home, the kids are all up on you or you have something else that you need to be doing or you're too tired to work out. That means what do you got to do? Well, I'll tell you, you need to get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., get the workout done, get it out of the way, enjoy that time for yourself, and then you'll have the rest of the day, whatever, 12 more hours to get done the work that you need to do, maybe invest in the relationships that you have, maybe help the kids that need helping or whatever else you're doing, but you've already made it a priority to get in your own training day and time. The second thing or tip I want to tell you on that regard is make sure you're planning out a day and time that works for you. So don't try to do this around anyone else's schedule. For example, if it was up to me, I'd probably train early in the morning, but I know that doesn't work for me right now because I train in-person clients Monday through Friday in the morning. So I usually train mid-afternoon around 12 or 1. That's a little bit less likely time that others can train. So you know, not saying that you have to have this time. It has to be at 12 p.m. You have to go train or it has to be at 5 p.m. You need to train whenever you can fit it into your schedule and whenever you feel like you're going to have the most energy that you can give to that training session. So rule of thumb, prepare in advance, listen to Ben Franklin. Moving on to number two, which is prioritization. So we all have 24 hours in the day. There's no more, there's no less, but it's up to you how you prioritize those 24 hours. So truthfully, as humans, we prioritize what is most important to us. So if your goal is you want to lose 20 pounds, I can bet you if you were dedicated and you really want to see that 20 pounds get off of your body, you're going to be up at the gym, you're going to be doing your cardio. But maybe you say you want to lose 20 pounds, but it isn't a priority to you. It's just something that you have in the backside of your head. But you'd rather hang out with your friends or you'd rather go out for a drink after work instead of going to the gym. Well, what are you going to be doing? you're going to be going out for that drink. So you have to think about what is the biggest priority to you at this moment with your fitness and your nutrition goals or whatever other goals you have in life and how can you accomplish that priority? So I'm going to give you guys an experiment. One thing that helps me with prioritization is seeing, well, what am I actually doing with the time that I have, okay? Am I procrastinating? Am I getting sidetracked? What am I doing with this 24 hours? So try this experiment. I want you to, every two to three hours, just write down what you were doing in that two to three hours. It doesn't have to be a paragraph long, just something brief, a brief description of what you were doing in that moment and be honest with yourself, okay? I did this experiment like three days ago on just a normal weekday, I'm going to tell you what my results were, okay? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am pretty productive throughout the day. I do try to rest more and like have fun and things like that on the weekend. Sometimes that doesn't end up happening, but I invest a lot in my work, so don't let this scare you what I go into. But this is typically what a normal Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning and evening looks like for me with the experiment that I just taught you. So normally around 5.15 a.m., I'm getting up, I'm getting ready for work, I'm doing a morning routine. I haven't went over this in a podcast, but if you don't have a morning routine, please create a morning routine. 
if you don't have one of these, you're going to wake up feeling like shit and you're not going to know how to progress in your day. You have to start your mood off right. You have to bring the positivity to the table. So this is what I do. I get up. I wash my face. I do my morning routine. Again, I clean up the dishes or whatever mess that I maybe have in the kitchen or a couple things I can pick up throughout the house. So after I do my morning routine, I'm pretty much just getting ready for work, the simple stuff, you know, um, doing my hair, whatever. Maybe I put on a little bit of concealer, you know, I'm doing my eyebrows, whatever it may be. I'm getting my coffee and I'm getting out the door. Okay. The next couple hours go by. It's about 8.15 a.m. I'm at work. I'm training one of my in-person clients. Okay. And that's what I've been doing the past two hours before that. I'm training my clients. I typically have a couple in the morning. Couple hours after that, what do I do? I come back to my apartment, uh, cook my pre-workout meal. I get ready to go train at the gym I was talking about earlier. It's about 15 minutes away. Don't take too much time doing that. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast that I really like while I'm getting ready. I'm someone who always needs to be listening to something and learning something. I really can't sit still. It's kind of a problem, but I'm working on it. And then after that, when I get done with my workout, I've gone to the gym. I come back to my apartment again. This is another three hours later. It's about 2.15 p.m., what am I doing? Well, I'm getting ready for the night shift. I'm washing my face. I'm getting settled in to do some online work, maybe posting some social media content, doing a couple client check-ins. Maybe I'm calling someone that I need to help, catching up on some emails. I'm doing some type of online work, getting things ready for me to go back to the gym. Then what do I do at 5.15? Well, I'm back at the gym. I'm training my clients. I get all that work done. I train a couple more clients. I come home. It's the end of the day. I'm getting that relaxation on, or at least I'm trying to. Again, I'm not that good at relaxing, but I'm trying to cook my dinner. I'm getting ready for bed. I'm eating my protein ice cream. I'm washing my face again, you know, getting that clean skin. I'm making sure that I'm getting ready for bed, taking a nice hot shower, trying to relieve whatever mess is going on with me in the day. I'm trying to shower all that stuff off. I'm trying to prepare myself mentally for the next day. So that's what a normal routine looks like for me. I like to be productive. It makes me feel better. But definitely in the past, you know, you may find yourself, and I know I did this too, okay, what am I doing in the day that I can take out? Maybe I'm on my phone too much, you know. Maybe I'm having a conversation with someone who is just bringing me down that I don't really need to be having a conversation with. Maybe I'm on the phone for too long. Maybe I am doing nothing for too long. What am I really doing? So ask yourself that question. Try that experiment and let me know how it goes. So leading into the next question, well, how do I prioritize fitness and nutrition into my life. Well, the first thing I would do is make a list. And this is a habit that I practice every single day. So whenever I make a list, I do this first thing in the morning. I do it every day. It's a practice that's really helped me. I separate my list into three different categories. I have one list that's my personal task that I need to do for the day. And it's not a million things. It's usually two to three things that I write down that I have to get done. This list everything must get done on it. So it may be I need to go to the grocery store. It may be I need to order some supplements. It may be I need to order a pair of leggings or get an outfit that I'm going to do for a photo shoot, whatever. It could be something so random. The next thing I write down is my business task. What do I need to accomplish today to feel good about the work that I've done? So it may be I need to finish these three client check-ins. It may be I need to make a post on social media. It may be I need to send an email to my marketing consultant. It could be so many things. <laughs> Usually this list is pretty damn long, a little bit too long. And then the last list I have for myself 
is a list about relationships. Well, what tasks do I need to get done for my relationships? And if you missed, again, the podcast last week, this was all about relationships. So check that one out. But maybe it's I need to text my friend. Maybe it's I need to call my mom. Maybe it's, you know, a friend's birthday and I want to make sure I send them a nice gift. It could be anything, but I make sure I get those tasks done because those are priority. And on top of that, what am I going to do with my fitness and nutrition? To me, I don't even write that task down because I know that I'm getting it down. But I would recommend for you guys, put that I need to work out for 30 minutes in my personal task. Because anything on that list, you need to make sure you're checking off. So make a list and have the self-discipline to whatever's on that list, get it done. The next thing I would do if I were you is determine what tasks are truly important. So if you have some nonsense on your list that you really can push back till a week from now and that doesn't need to be done or maybe it's something you kind of want to do but you just don't have the time that day, maybe you should cross it off of your list or not even put it on that list on the first place. So really thinking about what tasks are the most important and I will tell you guys, a lot of things come up in life. You can't always get in a two-hour workout but to say you can't exercise some form for 30 minutes a day and make the time to eat and fuel yourself with good nutrients makes no sense to me. There's no excuse why you can't get that done. Going back to the eating thing, I want to do a brief tangent here and just tell you guys, I have a lot of people come up to me and say, well, I just, I'm so busy. I just, I, I can't get my food in. I, it's been 10 hours and I haven't eaten anything or I ate breakfast. I skipped lunch and it's 10 PM. I need to eat dinner. Let me tell you guys, you have to eat throughout the day. There is no way you're going to be able to feel good and look good if you're not fueling your body with nutritious food. So, and maybe you need to set a timer for yourself. Every three hours, you need to grab some food. It may be get something convenient. I need to throw down a protein shake in the middle of the day because I don't have time to cook a chicken breast. Whatever it may be, figure out your schedule and learn how important it is to keep eating throughout the day. And I'll give you guys an example from my personal life. A while ago, I used to be a waitress. I waitressed at a place called Sunny's. This is super unlike me too, because like, I hate barbecue food. This place was so like greasy and like, just not my kind of vibe. Like if y'all know me, this was not my type of vibe, but I had to do what I got to do. I had to make my money. So there would be times where truthfully, it was hard for me to make the time to eat. Okay. Cause I was bussing tables. I was also getting orders in. I was trying to do like a million things that once and uh this wasn't my strong suit I'm pretty good at multitasking but you know I was pretty new to the job at the time with this exact scenario but I knew that my fitness goals were a priority to me so I remember having like egg whites and rice that was a meal that I could eat like super quickly and uh something that was going to give me protein and carbs so I would literally I would bring my meal prep container to the work and I would literally like run to the bathroom and I'm telling you guys I would be slamming that egg whites, slamming those egg whites down. Sometimes I would just drink those egg whites raw. And I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes, let me tell y'all, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not saying this should take forever, but you need to make sure that you're eating throughout the day. Okay, just want to make that a big point here. And then another thing that I want to tell you guys is when you do have something on your to-do list that you need to do, try to stay away from multitasking, doing a lot of different things at once. This is one thing that I definitely struggle with, as I mentioned earlier, because I often think that I'm a superhero. I can do like 15 million things at once, but I cannot. The best thing to do is have a task that you want to accomplish and get it done. And this really relates to like the gym side of things. I see so many people in the gym they say they're training, but they may be on their phone with their boss or they may be on Instagram scrolling. Well, how, how hard is your leg press? Just tell me, how hard are you really 
exhausting your muscles if you were able to have a full-blown conversation or able to comment on a social media post in the middle of a leg press set. I'm going to tell you guys, your legs are not going to grow much from that. So try to stay away from multitasking, especially in the gym, but also just in your daily life. That is something that I'm currently working on and that I found to be extremely beneficial. The last P I want to go over in this formula to make sure that you are progressing in your life and in your fitness and health goals is productivity. How productive are you being within your time? So productivity is sometimes used as a measurement of success. Again, I'm someone who really likes to be productive. Have you guys just ever had a day and it's like you wake up in the morning, you're getting everything on your to-do list done, you're getting your workouts in, you're getting done the tasks that you need to do, and by the end of the day, you're just like, well, man, I did that. Let's go. You feel me? That's how I be. So that productivity can leave us with a sense of more accomplishment and better well-being. It can make us feel more proud of ourselves, and it's important to be proud of yourself. And this is relative to fitness and nutrition because, again, this excuse with, I don't have the time to do this because of this reason. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Well, maybe if you were being a little bit more productive, you would be able to get your fitness and nutrition done. You'd also be able to get your work done. And you'd also be able to have a little bit of time in the day to love yourself or love whoever's around you and have some time to relax because you need that balance as well. This is what you need to cut out of your life to be more productive. Number one, cut out procrastination. Oftentimes, we have things in our life that are challenging that we don't want to do, and we spend 30 minutes just thinking about how we don't want to do it. This makes no sense. In that 30 minutes, you probably could have completed the task that you didn't want to do, and you're leaving yourself more mental capacity not to stress about it. And this relates to fitness and nutrition, too. It's like, okay, you're sitting on the couch, and you really need to get up, and you really need to just go to the gym. You got 30 minutes. But you're like, ah, let me just watch this TV for five more minutes. And then five minutes go by. What you do in the next 25 minutes, you still watching TV. So get up off of that couch and make it a priority to get your training in. Another thing with nutrition, it could be maybe you're procrastinating about going to the grocery store. Well, if you're sitting there and you're just thinking about how miserable it's going to be to get out, maybe you live somewhere cold and you're like, man, I don't want to freeze my face off. I don't want to get out in the environment and go get my groceries or Ugh, I have to make a grocery list. Well, don't even think about it. Just do get the action done. Quit the procrastination. That way you're going to be more productive throughout the 24 hours in the day that you actually have. Next thing you need to cut out of your life is outside distractions. This is something that I've came to realize as I've gotten a little bit older. Not everyone is going to fit into your life, if that makes sense. And relationships, again, are so important. But there may be people in your life who are distracting you from your goal in a negative way, okay? There may be people who are telling you, oh, like, you don't need to train today. You don't need to eat healthy today. Just relax. That is not a good influence to be around. Surround yourself with the people that care. Surround yourself with an environment that's going to motivate you and provide resources to you to do better and to be better. So a distraction could be a certain person. A distraction could also be something like social media. This, I would say, is the biggest distraction in this day and age. 
we spend hours scrolling on social media and that can really make us be less productive. I would recommend to maybe even set a timer on your Instagram. I have this too. Mine's set to like 30 minutes. I really don't even like being on social media that much. I mainly use it for business, but it can be a good way to connect. So if you're someone who struggles with the distraction of social media, think about maybe setting a timer on your Instagram or your TikTok or something like that to where you're not endlessly scrolling. Because the thing about these social media platforms is the way they make their money is by manipulating our brains to stay on the apps for longer. So keep in mind, these apps are actually designed to be addictive. So cut out that distraction if that's something you struggle with. And also I find in relation to fitness and nutrition, if you're constantly scrolling on social media, a lot of times it makes you compare yourself to others because social media is just a highlight reel. So when you see people um, in the gym, maybe you follow like a lot of fitness influencers or a lot of bodybuilders. I know I do this too. Like, believe me, I'm the first one to say that I do compare myself to people sometimes and it's not a good habit, something I try to get out of, but it can definitely make you feel worse as a person. Comparison is like the kiss of death. Comparing yourself to other people is never going to boost you up. It's always going to make you feel worse. So if you find you're someone who compares yourself to other people, and maybe you're like, oh, I could never look like them. I could never get a body like theirs. It's not going to motivate you to go to the gym more. It's going to make you feel worse about yourself and probably just lead you to feeling sadder and just continuing to scroll. So cut out any distractions that you may have in your life. Maybe it's something that I'm unaware of, but any distraction that you know is limiting you, you need to cut it out. This all leads me to say, stop with the excuse of, I don't have enough time. Because truthfully, you need to make the time to be deliberate in whatever you are trying to get done that's going to lead you to feeling better, to looking better, and to living a more happy and healthy life this year. The harsh reality is, you have the time, you just didn't make the time. Remember to progress In your fitness and nutrition goals, you must follow the formula. Progression equals preparation, prioritization, and productivity. The most valuable thing we have is nothing materialistic. It is simply just our time. I hope these tips helped you in some way learn how to manage your time better, cut out outside distractions, and really make it a priority to accomplish the goals that you have this year. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it. These rate and reviews help me so much as I am trying to grow this Curls and Courage podcast. If you have any questions or need help with more time-saving tips or have any topics that you'd like me to discuss on this podcast, don't be shy to send me a message. If you want to send me a message on Instagram, that Instagram is Y-O-I-T-S-K-E-N-S-L-O. Yo, it's Kenslow. Oregon, rate and review the podcast and let me know what you'd like for me to talk about next. This is a question that one of my friends back home sent in. He is actually a trainer at the moment and had this question for me. So let's see what Hunter has to say and let's see how I can help. Hey, what's up, Kinsley? My clients are always asking me how I determine the amount of sets that we're doing for each muscle group and why I'm choosing the rep range that we're working with. So I was wondering how do you choose the sets and rep ranges that you're working with for your clients? This is such a good question. I think it really relates to anyone who is new to the gym or currently in the gym and just wants a little bit more knowledge or any trainers out there who are wondering wondering how to program their client's training plan. So I think the first thing you have to do is determine, well, 
what is your client's actual goal? Are they trying to lose body fat? Are they trying to build muscle? Are they trying to just lose weight in general? Are they trying to maybe hit a certain strength goal? Because your training volume, your training amount of sets and reps and cues, they're all going to be different depending on that client's goal. So today I want to talk about the most common goal that I see, which is actually building skeletal muscle mass. So your question was, how many reps and sets should you program for a client's workout? If they are having this goal of putting on muscle, that volume is very important. So for the sets, I typically like to keep it between three to five working sets. A working set is a set in which you are actually struggling, okay? This doesn't have to be necessarily a set to failure, but it has to be a set to where you're truly taxing out that muscle. You're not just taking 10-pound dumbbells and pushing them up overhead. You are working, you are breathing heavy, your muscles are shaking a little bit, you're fighting to get the resistance up. The second thing you asked is how many reps should that person be doing? Well, The reps I like to keep for the sake of hypertrophy, right, building muscle anywhere from about 8 to 15. If they're going maybe a little bit heavier, I'll have the reps be a little bit less, maybe somewhere around 8 to 10 rep range. If they're going for a little bit more volume, maybe the load is a little bit lighter, I'll have it more like that 12 to 15 rep range. I find that this approach has worked really, really well for building muscle. Two more things that you didn't necessarily ask, but I think would really help you are you also need to determine the frequency in which they are training these muscle groups because you may have the goal of putting on muscle and say like you really want to grow your shoulders. Well, most likely if you're only hitting your shoulders, you know, once a week or once every two weeks or something like that, that's not as much frequency, you're not going to see a whole lot of results. For some people, once a week can work for a specific body part if you're training it really hard and you're really taxing the muscle. But I find the best approach for muscle building for a specific muscle group is hitting each muscle group about twice a week. So again, example, you want to grow your shoulders, make sure you're training delts at least two times per week. And the last tip I want to give you is, well, what load do you need to use for your clients? Because this is something that I struggled with when I first started personal training and something I even kind of question now um, when I'm doing workouts myself or I'm writing training programs. So the load is basically the amount of resistance in which you're using per exercise. So you don't need to take the load super easy. The best way to establish what load you should use is what is the basically maximal amount of weight that I can use to still get a good contraction in the specific muscle group that I'm trying to target. You may want to do, for example, a really heavy hip thrust. Well, let me tell you guys, my glutes are strong, but if I'm trying to load up over 315 pounds on the barbell, at that point, all I feel is my lower back, okay? My lower back is not strong enough to take that load. Maybe my glutes are, but my lower back is not. So I know, okay, That is the max weight that I can do for that hip thrust, regardless if if I want to go heavier or think that my glutes can handle it. So again, you want to be able to specifically contract that muscle. That load is important. It shouldn't be super easy, right? However, it shouldn't be so heavy to where you can't actually squeeze the specific muscle. It's not always about how much load, how much weight are you using, but rather how are you performing the exercise and what stimulation are you getting within that specific muscle group. 
again, gave you a little bit more feedback on that question. I could talk about exercising all day. So hopefully this helped you, Hunter, and helped anyone out there listening. Again, if this podcast inspired you or helped you or you just liked listening in any way, please let me know. I pray for you guys. I hope that everyone has a beautiful week. Remember, you guys are so loved, and I hope this week is full of so many blessings for you. Make sure to tune in next week where we go over how you can overcome lack of motivation. Talk to you next time.